can't do this alone. No, I'm not insulting your capabilities. I'm being real with you because I don't want you to be held back by the glass ceiling created by ignoring the people side of your business. I've been in the trenches helping entrepreneurs navigate all those, oh shit, I'm the boss now moments. You know, the ones where you realize you're the one in charge, you're the adult in the room, but you're not in this alone. I hope the show convinces you of the dormant power of your team. Welcome to the podcast free of stuffy corporate jargon. After all, your business doesn't come with the bullshit red tape of a Fortune 500 company. Here, you'll be encouraged and motivated to test, try, fail, and fix fast. You'll laugh, you'll learn, and you'll feel seen and heard. Most importantly, you'll walk away with the tools you need to pour into your team and build a thriving culture that opens up the door to the scale your business deserves. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Oh Shit, I'm the Boss Now. I'm your host, Jackie Koch, and today we are kicking off a five-episode series. I'm super excited about this one. And it's the Hiring School series. And this first episode is Real Talk, Your Hiring Strategy Needs an Upgrade. For those of you who've listened to the show for some time, you know that the pod used to be called Hiring School. And as soon as I started recording, or probably like, I don't know, after 20 episodes or so, I realized I had a lot more opinions and a lot more things that I wanted to share and talk about you, uh, talk about with you um, beyond just hiring. So that we rebranded to what we're currently called, and that's, you know, what to do when all of a sudden you're the boss. Um, and as I think back to, or not even think back, but as I think about the the people function, and you hear like HR and people function and people operations, it's all the same thing, right? When I think about the people side within a business or you know, what the people management is within a business, the most important aspect of that is hiring and doing it well. There's so many things that go into HR, which we've talked about in previous episodes, but the most important part is making sure you know how to hire well and make those good hiring decisions. So who you hire makes all the other stuff easier. It just does. You know, it's where you should spend the bulk of your time, energy, resources, money, all of it. If you find, and actually every time I've gone in to build out uh, an HR team from scratch, the first thing I do is make sure that we are hiring well, hiring the right people. And then the second thing is making sure we have a good onboarding process. And then all the other stuff comes after that, which it's, I'm not saying it's not important to develop your people and to have a performance management process and to like have all of these things in place. It is important. However, who you hire is the most urgent thing to do well and focus your time and energy on. Because let's, if you're a boss and you find that you're, you're spending a lot of your time with frustrating team issues, annoying things, I'm willing to bet it's because you didn't, you didn't put a lot of time into hiring. You didn't put as much time and effort into your hiring process as you should. And now you're stuck dealing with annoying, frustrating things that you probably wouldn't have had to if you made sure that you were hiring the right people. Now, as I always say on the show, like you're, the people side of your business has an unpredictable aspect to it and it's called people 
they're humans. You can't control them. They're not robots. So like, there's always going to be some coaching because they, they, they're, they're people with feelings and and different life experiences showing up to work together with other humans. Like there's going to be shit that happens. We've all been there, but it's so much easier to work through those things when you have the right people on the team right? When you put time into it. So that's why I talk so much about hiring and I focus so much on this because it's the biggest, it makes the biggest impact. It moves the needle the most. So that is why we are doing a five episode series all about hiring and bringing you to hiring school. So doing hiring well, I don't even think that was bad English, but whatever, hiring well will have the highest impact on the people side of your business And what's crazy is I have met so many, I I mean, I've met with, I've worked with countless hiring managers or people who are hiring and I have never actually done the math. So so this is a little rough math, but I would say 85% of them have never been taught how to do it. They've all learned by fire, learned by doing which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but imagine how good you could be at hiring if you actually invested a little time learning about how to do it better. And that's really what this episode series is, is is for you to invest some time to learn how to hire better. And we're going to dig into all of that. Well, and I guess that's why you're here, right? Um, I should start there. Like, Kudos to you for even pressing play on a podcast about becoming a good boss. You want to learn and grow. Or maybe it's you just like the sound of my soothing voice. Probably not. Or because I'm funny. That's probably it. But no, you're you're here because you want to learn and develop as a leader. So kudos to you. And, you know, the first thing about being a good leader is is learning how to hire. And I have a, a real, real thing that I need to share with you. And it's that your hiring strategy needs an upgrade. Your hiring process needs an upgrade. Or maybe you're somebody who hasn't really developed a process yet. You haven't really hired anybody, but you're going to. So you're either going to create a hiring process based on things that you've done in the past, right? Like maybe you've worked in corporate, so you're just going to do what you did before. Or you're going to go and talk to your friends who've built businesses And they're going to tell you what to do and what they've done in the past. Now, you might talk to some people who have some modern hiring processes and modern strategies. So if you do, awesome, listen to them. But majority of you are going to talk to people who are going to give you some outdated information. So you need to be careful who you take this hiring advice from. You want to make sure you're getting advice from someone who has kept up with the times. And by the times, it's like, they're not doing what they used to do 10 years ago. Like that's times, right? And that's a short amount of time. We're not talking about someone who hired in the fifties. We're talking about if you were hiring in the nineties, what you did then is not working anymore. So it's time to get up with the times. And so trust me, I get it. I have been doing this for 15 years. I have no idea how it's been that long, but it has. And there's some tried and true strategies that I'm never going to stop doing. There's just some things that are very, very, I don't know, here for the times, ageless, if you will. Um, And we're going to talk about some of those in the next few episodes. But when I think about my career over the last 15 years, recruiting was a lot different when I started. It was my first job out of college and it was so much different. We had paper resumes. So I'm thinking about like when I was applying for a job, 
I had a paper resume and there was actually resume paper. Some of you probably listening don't even know that we had different paper we had to go by and put in the printer reserved just for a resume to help us find a job. What the hell? Yes, there was. And so I would print off my resume and I would go bring it places. I would drop it off. And you wanted the really good resume paper because it made your resume stand out. It's just hilarious thinking about it. Um, then There's new versions of that, but that's what I did. And then when I got my job and I became a recruiter, how we would hire people is we would pay for a job placement ad in a newspaper, or there were some like, I mean, monster, there are some job posting sites out there. Monster and Career Builder were like just becoming a thing back there. So we'd pay to get placements on those. And on the ad, you'd include an email address to send the resume to, and they had to put the job they're applying for in the, in the email. Or, and, well, actually, and we would include a fax number. You guys, we would get faxed resumes. Every morning I would walk into my first job. I would grab the resumes off the fax machine. I would physically put them into piles. I'd have to keep them on file for a certain amount of time due to compliance, but I would go and look through the applicants of the people who, who sent in their resume. I would select the top qualified ones, interview them, and weed them out to finalists who then we would make an offer to. Or you'd hold a job fair, or you'd go to a local chamber of commerce or, or different colleges and schools, all with the purpose of like telling people you were hiring and you would weed through people's interest. I'd have balloons outside the, the, the office like, hey, we're having a hiring fair today. So crazy to think about, which I do think sometimes those things still work, but very, very different. So I should also mention that what we were posting as a job ad was like very minimal. It was like, hey, we're hiring CNC machinist or, hey, we're hiring administrative assistant, you know, like three, three lines, right? And then once you got, once it kind of advanced to where you would like, start to put more stuff, you basically just copy and pasted the resume. You didn't put any thought into it. You're like, this role will work 40 hours a week. You will be responsible for boring bullet point here, boring bullet point here. Oh, come work for us. We're so cool. Here's your boring job. You know, like you really put any thought into what you're posting. Um, and basically you would just accept that whoever applied for your job was what the candidate mark the candidate pool was and you would accept and hire the best people. And honestly, most business owners still operate this way. The difference is that like a lot of it's digital now, right? So it's like you're posting online, but you're still kind of just relying on applications to come on. You're relying on posting and praying that good candidates are going to apply and then complaining when you don't have great quality candidates or they don't work out. And I just think it's so wild when you think about it, because I think about how much the world of business has changed in the last 15 years, but hiring processes haven't changed with it. The majority of processes haven't. If anything, they've got more cumbersome, which is a whole nother topic, um, which we'll talk about on these episodes. It's like you have to create a strategy that isn't too cumbersome, but I digress, going back to, to, to what I was talking about, like business, the world of business has changed, right? Like technology and social media has completely changed business. It's completely changed like what we look for in, in, in our careers. It's made everything a lot more transparent and open. And then there's also like global business practices that have changed. Like 
you can now hire teams internationally easily. You like remote work is a thing, both national and international. Corporate transparency is becoming more and more demanded. You know, consumers are wanting more transparency and it's filtering over into corporate stuff. And then when you add in like what AI is going to do for the workforce and what virtual reality is going to do for the workplace, like there's been so much change already and it's going to continue to change. But here we are still just posting a job and hoping the cream of the crop miraculously sees our job opening. Um, It's just insane to me that there has not been this radical shift in how we hire for the majority of people. So I'm here to tell you that the cream of the crop are not going to randomly apply for the majority of the people listening to this podcast job because you haven't changed your hiring strategy. And that's what we're going to talk about in these the next four episodes is like, what should that be and, and how should I actually do this? So what's happening is you're not only getting the right applicants, having this old antiquated process is totally forgetting about the candidate experience and forgetting that candidates are your customers, right? So when a candidate, an applicant has a bad experience in your hiring process, they're probably not going to buy your stuff anymore. They're definitely not going to refer you to their friends, but if they have a good experience and they leave your process as raving fans, what would that do for your business, right? What would that do for your customer account, your revenue, all of that stuff? Like it's just that old way of doing it is no longer serving you as a business owner. So for your, and you, you know this, right? You hear this everywhere. For your business to survive and make it, you have to have a great team. You have to have talented workers doing, you know, working for you. And there is no shortage of thought leaders shouting that from the rooftops. And I love it because it is so true and so important. But in order to have a good team, you need to change your hiring strategy. You need to make it effective and up with the times. You need to modernize it. And you need to extend your marketing expertise to the people side of your business. If you're a good marketer, you can hire good people. Um, You have an advantage nonetheless. So put on that hat. You need to get clear on who you are, what you do in the world, for your business that is. You have to get clear on the types of values your team members need to have. And you have to go out and find the people who have those values and the skills and expertise that you need to fill the holes in your business. So studies show that almost all top performers found the job they were in because they referred to it by somebody they knew or they were aggressively recruited into the role. The majority of top performers did not apply for an open job they saw online unless It was their dream company that they knew they wanted to work for. They checked their job postings every single day. They had friends telling them when they were hiring, you know, they, 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 they knew that was their ultimate goal, you know, then, then that can happen. And so it's so critical that you are doing the work to go out and find people and making sure that you have an amazing company that people know about and they, they've seen it. They know they want to come work for you. So that's the first reason that your hiring strategy must change. Businesses just change the way that we do everything and it's time that your hiring strategy evolves with it. The second reason, and there's three reasons, the second reason your hiring strategy must change is is one that's going to be a hard pill for you to swallow. Well, most of you, if you've been in the workforce for a bit, 
you've lost your leverage. Gone are the days of thinking that your employees should just be lucky they have a job. Yes, even I say that even though there are layoffs happening like crazy right now, like the reality is that's going to change. And the skills gap is going to continue to grow. It's it's growing. So there's a skill gap, right? So that that's the that's the gap between the amount of people who are able to work and the types of job and and what their skills are and the jobs that are available on the market. There's a gap right now. So there are not as for the jobs that are people that companies are hiring for, there's not enough skilled people able to do those jobs. And that is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And as that continues to grow, which is expected to continue to do, the power shift is going to continue to to move away from business owners to the talented workforce. And so that's a really big differentiator right there. The talented workforce is not the workforce overall. It's the people that you actually want to employ who have the skills needed to, to succeed in your business. And so there was this world government summit, summit in 2019, and I read a, a study that was shared there. So this was in 2019. It predicted that by 2030, that's only 37 years from now, excuse me, right? It's 2023. Yeah, that's seven years. So by 2030, the talent shortage is expected to be a total loss of $8.5 trillion in the United States. It's just getting worse and worse and worse. Every year, you as a business owner are competing for talent in a shrinking talent market. And I'm not going to try to explain how we fix this gap in our country. Lord knows I am not an expert in that. But what I know is that I've seen it firsthand in my bespoke recruiting clients. So my done, like I do headhunting for clients where I do all of their recruiting, me and my team do. And there are roles that are significantly harder to find talent in, um, which drives up salaries, lengthens the time it takes to fill a job, and sometimes requires companies that want to fill a role in a certain location to have to hire outside of that location and have a role be remote or relocate someone because they can't find the talent where they're searching for it. Like it happens all the time. It's an ongoing conversation. So I've seen this firsthand. So that is a big reason why your hiring strategy needs to change because the amount of qualified people is shrinking. Now, hopefully we can fix this problem so that doesn't happen, but it's not trending in a great direction. So speaking of remote work, the third reason why you have to change your hiring strategy is because remote work has made it so that you're not competing with the company down the street. You're competing with the company across the globe. You are competing globally for talent. And you need to change the way you hire because of that. This, you know, we're, that is very different than 10 years ago when you were looking for someone who could drive into your office. Now you're looking for someone who can log in and somewhere else around the world or, or another country is looking to recruit your people. Like it's crazy. And so those are all the reasons why your hiring strategy needs to change. And it's time that we have some real talk around it. And so, so as you've gathered and listening to the episode, um, the way you look at hiring, we're going to change your perception on that and the way that you do it. It's time you put some new things into place and start to think about it differently. You know, remember that your hiring strategy should be closely aligned and tied to your marketing strategy 
And to effectively hire, you have to do work on crafting and creating who you are as a company, creating a value proposition as to why somebody would want to come work for you and your company based on that. And then you have to think about the role and the impact it will have on your specific business. And then go out and find the right talent based on those things. You can't just Google administrative job description, get it posted, and boom, success. Like that is gone. Um, and you, you you can't sit back and play. I don't know if it's defense. You know, you got to go on the offense. And you have to start building a company and a brand that people want to work for. And over the next four episodes – you're going to, we're going to help you learn this and you're going to get some nuggets and information on how to do just this. And that's not it. Next week, we're actually going to be hosting three live masterclasses, teaching you all of the tricks of the trade, things that we've learned and, and actionable steps that you can take to start hiring the right way. You can sign up and listen to these masterclasses live um, at joinhiringschool.com for free. And if you're listening to this after this episode airs, so hopefully I'm sure you're some of you are going to be listening to this long after this airs, um, you can also go to joinhiringschool.com and check out the masterclasses um, and take them um, for a really low cost. So um, if you're listening to this live, lucky for you, you get to join them for free. So go to joinhiringschool.com for more information. And I cannot wait to dive into this series with you. I have so much to say on this topic and I want to help you become better at hiring because it makes a world of difference. So thank you for tuning in and we will talk with you tomorrow where we're diving in to before you can hire, you got to get clear on who you are as a business. Meaty stuff. Talk soon. Did you know our parent company, People Principles, has some free resources for you to improve your hiring process today? Go download our interview guide, complete with the process mapped out, questions to ask, and description of what you're looking for the next time you interview. Download our free interview guide using the link in the show notes.